Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. Thank you, Lord. Last week, when we began this series on transition, we acknowledged that change is inevitable. But transition is a choice. I'm going to say that again. Uh, Change is inevitable, but transition is a choice. Therefore, there are several things that we have to do uh, on our end. Because I don't think we have, thank you, Jesus. I don't think, how would your prayer life change if you knew that everything you ever needed, God already did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How would you? We, we don't say it's already done just because it's a cool, catchy song. No, we were praying and we began. And, and the, the years that we've committed to, to prayer in this house, and I believe it's one of the things that have shifted things in our lives and the trajectory of our church, is simply because we've committed ourselves to prayer. But as we prayed one night, God simply said, it's already done. And it has shifted our prayer life for many of us because now we, we literally pray for the condition of our spirit. Hmm. There's some things we don't even pray for anymore because we recognize that it's already done. But literally now my prayer life is, Lord, condition me for what's going on in my life. It is to rebuke the hand of the enemy. There's some things that we have to do on our end to ensure that we experience the most favorable outcome possible on the other side of change. So there's some things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to worship. You're going to have to study. You're going to have to discipline yourself. You're going to have to make some adjustments in your life. There are some transitions that need to take place in order for you to see the most favorable outcome. Can I help somebody clearly? Everything is not the devil's fault. And everything is not God's fault. Some things are your fault. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we conclude this year and go into a new one, that God gives us a divine sense of responsibility. That we begin to walk in a space to where we are able to take responsibility for the choices that we make in our life. Thank you, God. There are some things that God will relent on blessing us with if if he knows that we will not be responsible for it. So we have to begin to take responsibility for the transition that need to be made in our life. Now this week, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the idea of transition by looking at a necessary idea. And that is courage. Everybody say courage. Courage. Say it again. Courage. Courage. Say it like you got to preach in your throat. Courage. Courage. Come on, preach it. Courage, courage. Our sainted mother who's gone on to be with the Lord, Maya Angelou, she was a Christian, watch it. Listen what Maya Angelou says. Courage is the most important of all virtues. Because without courage, you cannot practice any other virtue consistently. Listen to what Mother Maya says. Mother Maya says that courage is the most important of all virtues. 
Because if you do not have courage, you cannot practice any other virtue consistently. If her words ring true, that gives us a good understanding as to why God repeated himself three times concerning the courage of Joshua. So as we survey Deuteronomy chapter 3 today, and you don't have to stand, we'll be in that scripture all all, all during this time of, of sermon, amen? Uh, we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 33, uh, 31, excuse me, and we will extract the unique principles for each occurrence where Joshua is instructed to be courageous. In, in, in Joshua chapter, um, excuse me, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, when you get there, just leave it open because we're about to go deeper into this. God says to Moses, I mean, God says to Joshua, once through Moses and otherwise through, him, his, through his own word, be strong and very courageous. In other words, have courage, take courage. He says this to him three times, and you need to understand this. Anytime God speaks a word in the Bible multiple times, that's probably something you need to pay close attention to. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I, I grew up in a home. I grew up in a family where uh, it was common knowledge, hallelujah, that uh, you just need to be told, hallelujah, somebody. You, you had the same home as I did, huh? You got to be told one time. Chances were that if you had to be told more than once, the word was going to be accompanied by an action. <laughs> Primarily a disciplinary one. <laughs> there was going to be some heat behind that second and third <laughs> warning. But God tells Joshua three times, thrice in the King James, <laughs> to be strong and courageous. But every time he tells them this, it, it carries a different connotation. So we're going to just survey the scripture and apply these principles to, to, to our life. Is that all right? first passage we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 31. Let's look at verses 1 through 6. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verses 1 through 6. Uh, you should have it on your tablet or on your phone. If you got a good leather and paper Bible, God bless you. Just me and Pastor Mike. Oh, you got one too, Trudy? All right. If you got a Bible, just holler at your boy if you get them. Come on, Bible readers in the flesh. Wow. Yeah. So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. And he said to them, Pete, this, I am 120 years old today. It's his birthday. <laughs> I'm 120 years old today. Moses and Odyssey's birthday is today, right? <laughs> I'm 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. I'm tired, y'all. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. Verse 3, the Lord, your God himself will go over before you and he will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. Verse 4, and the Lord will do to them 
as he did to Shion and to Og, the king of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. Verse 5, and the Lord will give them over to you. And you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor will he forsake you. Joshua's first call to courage was, watch this, to have the courage to continue. And that's our first point. The courage to continue. You have to have the courage to continue. Now, what I need you to understand is to, I need you to get yourself in this text. Now, now I know we're sitting in this, in this cool sanctuary right now, but I need you to transport yourself all the way back to the wilderness. And we've been doing the same dance. We've been walking the same walk for 40 years. And after 40 years, God is finally getting ready to make a change. And the man who we love and we honor, who has been, who been, who's been serving us since he was 80, that's when he started, <laughs> has now come to us and said, everything I didn't tell you all these last 40 years, you better remember it. Because today my birthday, and I'm getting ready to die. The one who's been feeding you, the one who's been covering you, the one who's been leading you, the one who has handled your disputes, the one who has married you, the one who has buried people in the wilderness, the one who has been the, 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 the father and the pastor of this people. He's telling you that everything I've been telling you about for 40 years, you're going to get it, but I'm not going with you. Imagine the emotions that the people of Israel, daddy not going? Papa Moses not rolling with us. Everything we know now is because of him. And he's not going. And if that were not enough, his assistant, his number two, the one who has served him since his youth, he says, uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to die. And Moses, I I'm gone, but Joshua going to take you. What? See, Joshua didn't have no pre-meeting. <laughs> wow. I, I, I can relate to this very well because it was my own grandfather who, who in, in, in a council meeting, who, who, who at, at, I'm, I'm 17, y'all, pray for me. I'm 17 years old, and over in that fellowship hall, right, right over there, uh, he, he begins to talk about how he founded this church with, with 16 members and $40 way back in 1953, and how he, he bought this church, and he built the school, and, and, and they did this, and they did that, and he begins to say in this, in this, in this whole litany, we knew that he was getting ready to retire, and, and, and actually he had talked to me about an idea and he said he wanted me to pastor later on but he was going to have one of his other, uh, one of the men that was really strong at that time, he was going to lead and I was going to just preach every now and then and my thought was, alright pastor, we're going to go with that plan and I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to school and just never come back. <laughs> yeah, grandpa, yeah, that's good. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to be youth pastor. I like that. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to be co-pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Let that, let that, that, that Pastor Michael do it. Yeah, he's great. Ooh, everybody love him. He's good. He got a nice head. Come from, you know. 
And he gets to the meeting and he says, uh, James is going to be your next pastor. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, I'm total minion. What? Like, I'm like, I'm like. And Joshua, Joshua is like, wait a minute. So now, not only do I got to deal with the fact that you're getting ready to leave me, but I also got to deal with the fact that you get ready to leave me in charge. That's a lot to deal with in the one moment. In one moment. You couldn't, you couldn't call me in the back. You couldn't tell me this before. You didn't got to be in front of all Israel. Like, hey, listen, everybody got announcement to make. Caleb right here too. Why, 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 why me? Why not Caleb? We have to have the courage, listen to me, to continue. If not managed properly, listen to me, trauma of any source can cause us to halt progression. And in worst cases, trauma can cause us to regress. I'm I'm told of stories when I begin to talk to people of how when certain traumatic uh, issues happen in their life, they regress so much to to the place to where they could not even take care of themselves anymore because they were crippled by their trauma. And so the first thing that I need to put on your plate right now as we go through transition, listen, I know every one of us are going through some hard issues and some of us have had to deal with some of the hardest trauma of our life this year, this season of our life. But I want to speak over you, number one, the courage to continue. I wish you just prophesied to somebody said, continue, fam, continue, continue, continue for what? Continue. You need the courage to continue because some of you, some of us need to have a party for the fact that we showed up. Some of us, some of us, our family should give us a party every day we get out of the bed. Some of us, we should be excited of the fact that we're here right now because there's enough going on in our life that can tell, that can make me say to hell with it all. I will stop and quit right here. But thanks be to God. If you you don't have anything, the first thing you got to have is the courage to continue. Joshua could have said, listen, listen, Joshua could have said the same thing that Saul's armor bearer said. No, 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 my father, I'm going to die with you. Joshua could have had a, he could have had a Timothy in order. Well, let's just, let's just, Lazarus there, we're going to go die with him. Yeah. He could have said, listen, I'm going to stop right here. Moses, listen, I can't, I can't, I can't do no better than Moses. Can't nobody do no better than Moses. When Moses is done, we done. But he had to have courage to continue. This is why God had to combat the absence of Moses by assuring Joshua. Notice what he says in verse 6. He says that I would would not leave you nor forsake you. Because Joshua, along with the children of Israel, had to deal with the trauma of losing their father. And this is why God says in verse 6, he said, I need you to understand something. Because you hear that Moses is leaving. And in fact, he is leaving. He's getting ready to die. And I'm not even going to let y'all know where I bury him. Because y'all probably been gone there and build a, a, a statue at the gravesite. <laughs> I'm taking him away from you. But I need you to continue. 
And I want to encourage you with the same words that God said to Moses and God said to Joshua and God said to the children of Israel, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not trying to, to make light of your feelings and your emotions, but I need you to understand that they left for a reason. And even though they are not with you anymore, you cannot ignore the fact that God is still there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish y'all heard what I just said I, I didn't say it was right that they left I didn't say that it was right the way they left All yeah. I'm telling you is That regardless of what you are absent of today You must be mindful of the fact That regardless of what's gone You need to know that God is still there. He's still there. He's I wish still I had somebody that knew how to testify in the church. I may not have that money I had, but I still got God. I may not have the car I used to drive, but I still got I may not have the position I have, but I still got God. I may not be where I was once, but I still have God. And if God was the one that gave it to me, chances are he can give it to me yes, again. And so I'm not making light of the fact that you didn't lost stuff and lost people. I'm not making fight of a flight. Uh, 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 I'm not making light of any of your trauma. But what I am saying is that beyond your trauma, you need to know that God is still with you. And you need to know, hallelujah, that he will not leave you and he will not forsake you. I love what David says. He says, even when my mother and my father forsake me, not to say that mom and daddy were bad to me, but they will mess around and die on me. But the fact of the matter is that God will never yes. leave me nor forsake me. Somebody just shall continue. Continue. You got to continue. I know you may not feel like it. I know you may not want to. I know you may not see many reasons why you should. But if God is with you, you have the courage you need to continue. We move and prophesy to one more person. Just let them continue. For real. For real. And the for real. For real. Like not even on no preacher stuff. Like for real. For real. Continue. Sir, you got to continue. That pain in your body will tell you just stay in this bed today. Uh, uh, that those emotions that you feeling will say just stay right here that, that, that stubbornness that they're giving you will say you know what just keep being nasty to them don't even deal with them no but I encourage you in the name of Jesus to continue look at, look at verses 7 and 8 of chapter 31 it says then, then Moses summoned Joshua now this is the first private conversation that Moses has with Joshua about the transition. Listen, <laughs> please don't be mad at God if you don't get a private consultation before you get a notice of your destiny. Did y'all hear what I just said? Don't get mad at God if you got to hear your destiny with everybody else. Because if you do, you're in good company. That's the same thing that happened to Joshua. <laughs> Joshua heard that he was his successor in front of everybody and had to summons up all of his emotions. And then after, after God sp speaks to Moses and Moses speaks to Israel in the general assembly, then he says, let's have a conversation, Joshua. He said, listen, I need you to be strong and courageous for you shall go with this people. Into the land the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall put them in possession of it. This is your responsibility, Josh. It is the Lord who goes before you. 
And he will be with you. And he will not leave you nor forsake you. Now here's the next thing I need you to understand. Do not fear or be dismayed. Joshua's second call was a courage to be consistent. Mm -hmm. A courage to be consistent. You got to hear this. Moses Moses knew that the nature of the people, uh, uh, they were inconsistent. He's, he, he was a pastor. He knew. If anybody know you, he, Moses knew you. He said, listen, I know these people, they're going to they gonna be good one day. Then they're going to be bad. You know, they're going to be like Joshua, Joshua one day. Then they're going to be like, I can't stand them one day. They gonna, they, he, knew, he knew that they were going to be in and out. Yeah. He knew that they were going to honor the Lord one day, and then they were going to act like pagans another day. People around you will be inconsistent. And if you don't be careful, you will find yourself saying, well, if they want to do it, Therefore, he instructs Joshua to courageously guard his consistency so that it would not be affected by Israel's inconsistent behavior. Let me say this one more time. God, through Moses, told Joshua to guard his consistency so that it would not be affected by Israel's inconsistent behavior. Now, the, the thing that this that, that you really got to hear here in the Greek, that word dismayed, I'm, I'm not going to go deep, but in the, in, in the Hebrew, rather, the Hebrew, that word dismayed there means to shatter. It means to shatter. In other words, what he was saying, he says, don't let yourself be shattered or be broken up by the people. Because some of us, we acting like we're... Mm, we're acting like we're acting right now because we, we're mad that somebody else is acting that way. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are consistent by nature. But because they acted inconsistent, you feel like I don't want to be the only one being consistent. Yeah. So if you won't do the fool, I'm going to show you I can do the fool three times better. <laughs> Listen. Oh, this what you want to come? This what we doing now? This this what we doing now? Oh, this what we oh, this what we coming home at night? Oh, oh, this how we spending our money now? Hey, you can go with them. You can do it better than them, boo. But God says to Joshua through Moses, guard your consistency. Because you the leader. And you can't go in and out of paganism like they do. You, 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 you can't be single and married in the same lifetime. You, 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 can't, you can't be both. You have to remain consistent in your confession. I got I to gotta give you this illustration. I was, I, 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 it, it's good to have people in your life that, that, that are beyond you that you can learn from and grow and, and build experiences with. I was sitting with my pastor one night. Uh, he was in revival, and, and he called revival, so I got on the plane, and I went to Texas because he said revival. And I got a chance to, to sit with uh, uh, a, 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 a MMA fighter, a UFC MMA fighter. Right? This dude, he looked like he could eat me. And we were sitting in this restaurant and we were just talking and, and I could not help but to see these, these lacerations on his forearms. 
And so I begin, I begin to have a conversation with him. And he began to say, oh, oh, man. I, 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 I said, man, he said, no, this is my training. I said, what? What do you mean? He says, he says, you ain't never heard of calcium buildup? I said, I said, no, sir. What, what, what is, what is calcium buildup? You, you muscular man, you? Uh, <laughs> that look like you can break me right now. In all due respect, what is calcium buildup? He says, he says, our trainers, they hit us on our forearms and our shins. Why do your trainers? Why would you pay somebody to hit you on your forearms and your shins? He says, when they hit us on our forearms and, the, and our shins, they make little fractures. And so they consistently hit us to make little fractures. Why, MMA fighter, would you want little fractures on your shins and your forearms? He I says, because you. every time there's a fracture, the body fills in the fracture with calcium. I see it. Come on. And so every time we're hit, it makes a fracture and the calcium fills in so that the bone becomes more rugged and the bone becomes stronger than it once was. Come on. So that when we're fighting, our forearms become a weapon. Our shin becomes Come a on, weapon. Man. So the pressure that they take only causes calcium to build up so that it becomes stronger than it once was. So when you see an MMA fighter, that's not just a forearm. That's not just a, that's a weapon. Come on. And you've been trying to figure out why God been allowing stuff to hurt you. Come on. You've been trying to figure out why you keep, why they keep hitting me in the same place, God. They know what buttons to push. They know that that pisses me off. They know I can't stand there. Why you keep letting them hurt me there? Because God says I'm trying to make you stronger. And I'm trying to build a greater level of consistency so that you become a weapon for the enemy. calcium builder that's what they do it they keep beating them beating them they keep beating them beating them because they know that listen he said i built a system in your body to strengthen you oh we only heard about the bad part of calcium builder but there's a good part as well because every time you get a fracture every time you get a hit this is why when you when you break a bone all they do is put a cast around it let god do what he gonna do Science, they'll say, well, these are the healing properties of the body. No, that's God putting in a healing mechanism for you. And if he did it for your flesh, he's doing it for your spirit. So even though you think they're hurting you, even though you think they're breaking you down, I need you to understand that God is just making you a more consistent man. He's making you a more consistent woman. He's building you. You thought they were there to break you. God says, I put them there to build you. You ain't going to look at a UFC fight the same ever again, huh? It's like, <laughs> they become a weapon. And what you need to know is that some of us, we're going through the trials that we're going through right now because God wants us to become a weapon. God wants to use your life. He wants to use your testimony as a weapon. But he cannot train you if you're not consistent. 
You, can, you cannot run out and cry about it. You got to stay in there and deal with the pain. You got to stay in there. He says, Joshua, listen, I'm going to tell you this again. Be strong and courageous. I know what Israel is going to do. I know they're going to do their thing. I know they're going to act the way they act. But I need you to stay put. Uh, listen, don't do, watch this. Don't do the same thing that my brother Aaron did. Oh, can, we, can we preach for a minute? See, Aaron, the moment that, that, that Moses went up to, to Mount Sinai to hear from the Lord and he left Aaron in charge. Aaron, when he was left in charge, he didn't follow the model of Moses. He was like, what y'all want to do? Oh, y'all want to make another idol? Give me your goal. I can smelt this thing up for you. He was just as inconsistent as the people. Oh, can I pause parenthetically and put in a leadership principle here? Some of us will not ascend to the level of leadership that we want to ascend to until you become more consistent than the people that you're around. How you going to lead them if you're just as consistent as they are? Or inconsistent? He said, I can't trust Aaron. Aaron can't be the man because Aaron ain't... And, and, and last time I left Aaron in charge, they had an orgy. I need you, Joshua, to stay consistent. I need you. I need you, brother. I need you, sister. I need you, friend, to stay consistent. Tell somebody quickly, stay consistent. Stay consistent. I pray, I pray, I pray that you have, you have enough fractures to give you strong spiritual calcium buildup. I pray that your spiritual forearms and your spiritual sins become so strong that you can withstand any blow of the enemy. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Watch this. Y'all pray for me. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that as we go into this new season that we're going to stop. Watch this. We're going to stop rebuking the devil. The devil going to start running away from us because there's going to be a force that we have in the spirit. The Bible said, listen, the en- the, when, when the enemy saw Jesus coming, they was like, uh-uh, would you come to torment us? I need demons to tremble when you walk in the room I need darkness to push back when you come in because the enemy knows that you ain't come to play no games your prayer life is so consistent your worship is so consistent you consistent in your word and your life is consistent you loving your wife you honest with your kids We're done. Look at verses 19 through 23. So not only, not only do we have to continue, not only should we be consistent, but I got one more for you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 19 through 23. Is this making sense to anybody? It's not a waste of your time, is it? Okay, good. Let's go. He says, now, therefore, write this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Peep this. God is like Moses. What up, Lord? I need you to go in the booth and drop this. <laughs> Made it my business. Hand him. He like, go, go, go in the booth. Go in the booth. Go in the booth. Because I got something for you. He said, now, no, peep this song. He said, I want you to put it in the mouths. And this is the song that will be a witness against the people of Israel. I know, I know y'all looking for some fire, but notice this song. Now, I'm still trying to figure out, I was, when I was reading it, and, I, and I, 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 I went a little back into my Hebrew, and I, I, got, I got caught up, and I couldn't even get the rhythm. Uh, but, but, but imagine having to sing this song, verse 20. 
For when I have brought them into the land, for when I have brought them into the land that is flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to give to their fathers, and they have eaten and full, and they've grown fat, they will turn to other gods, and they will serve them, and despise me, and break my covenant, and when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song will confront them as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offsprings for I know that they are inclined to do even today before I have brought them into the land I swore to them notice what God said I know you're going to act up even before I take you there I know y'all going to get in there get the milk, get the honey get fat and forget about I know that when you get in that land and you start seeing them pagan gods, you're going to start putting earrings in your ear. You're going to start putting tattoos on your body. You're going to start braiding your hair. You gonna, men going to start dressing like women. And women going to start dressing like men. And y'all going to start worshiping other gods. I know y'all going to do it, so put it on wax. And then when trouble hit, Hit that record. When trouble hit, drop it, DJ. And remind them, because I'm going I'm to I'm put this track on their children's iPods. And everybody going to hear the track. Everybody going to hear the track. So they remember that I knew that they was going to act up even before they got there. Somebody ought to stop and thank God that even though he knew you was going to act up, he gave it to you anyway. Some of us ought to just be like, Lord, I'm sorry. I knew you. I knew soon as you got that ring on your finger, you was going to go back to the same time. But I let him. But what they got to do with me, God? I'm Joshua. What they got to do with me? So Moses wrote this song the same day. And he taught it to the people. Come on, we have choir rehearsal. This ain't even, I ain't making this up. He said he wrote it the same. Can you imagine Moses? Get fat. Turn away. Told you. I'm a told you. It's going to be evil. That's pretty good. Israel, come in. Let me. Come into the booth. Let me tell, come into the studio. Let me let, me, let, me let you hear what I just dropped down. the Lord commissioned Joshua. Now, now listen, while he's giving Israel this punishment song, the Lord says, hey, Josh, come here. I know Moses didn't talk to you, but I need to talk to you myself. And watch this. This is why this is so unprecedented. Because up until this time, God has talked to no one else but Moses. I'm closing. I'm closing. And you got you to catch this. This is how you know God is going to start taking you to the next place. When he stops telling everybody else about you and starts talking to you for yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you about to get into a season where God's going to beat the prophet. You about to walk into a season that the only thing we're going to be able to give you is confirmation. Because whatever I say in your ear, you're 
right. Yeah, he told me that this morning when I was on my face. Yeah, he told me that I was in the shower. Didn't even want to hear it, but I was like, whatever. Okay, God, I'm going to just, okay. God says, I'm going to do it myself. Thank you, Moses. I appreciate While While you teaching them that song, you in choir rehearsal, I need, to, I need to go over here in the back office and talk to Joshua. Notice what God says. And so the Lord commissioned Joshua. Now this is official orders. The Bible says he commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, and he said to him, listen, be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. And I will be with you. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. When God says, I will be with you, all my school of ministry students, y'all holler back at me. He says, listen, I'm Elohim to everybody. But when he says, I will be with you, he's not saying Elohim will be with you. He says, Yeshua will be with you. Or saying that we're going to have a personal relationship. Let me tell you something. If you are going to manage transition, you're going to have to get away from the corporate God and get to the personal God. I appreciate everything we do in this room on a weekly basis, but you're going to have to find yourself in a place where you and God is like this, like these. You and God going to have to begin to talk when you get up, talk when you go, and talk when you come back. You're going to have to get into a posture with God to where you are dealing with a level of intimacy like you've never known. Is there anybody in here that says, I know him as a daddy. I know him as a father. I know him as a lover of my soul. I ain't going off with nobody else than testified. I appreciate your testimony, prophet, but I talk to him for myself. So finally, the courage God calls for for Joshua to have, listen to me, is the courage to be correct. The courage to be correct. Now notice, the song that he sung for Israel was never taught to Joshua. You got to read the text. Because while they were learning the, while they were learning the bad song... Joshua was over here in a private conversation with God getting instructions of correctness. Can I help somebody? Listen, young people, I know you living in a crazy culture. Older people, I know you living in a crazy culture. I know folk is turning up like it ain't nobody's business, but you have a responsibility to be correct even in wrongness. You don't have to have the same plight as everybody else. I call you to have the courage to be correct. Somebody shout, be correct. correct. Listen to this. He calls Joshua. God knew that the people of Israel were going to uh, allow affluenza to set in. He knew that they would recline from the moral standard of God. But it was Joshua's responsibility as the leader to live a life of correctness. Contrary to popular belief, neither God nor the people that love you are looking for you to be perfect. Let me rebuke that right now because some of y'all are like, oh, y'all just want me to be perfect. I just, I can't live my life. I can't do this. Shut up. You're ignorant. The reality is, 
of sin. Every one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. But some of us have, watch this, some of us have got enough degrees in wrong. You don't want no part of this, boo-boo. Son, son, come here. You don't want this road. You don't want no baby mama. No, 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 no. You don't want no baby mama. You have a responsibility to be so courageous in your correctness. You have to, listen, listen to me. You have to know that it is your responsibility to be correct. Now, ain't nobody trying to make you perfect. But you need to know that you have the responsibility to be correct. So many of us have missed the will of God for our life. Simply because we refuse to be correct. Wrong is not a death sentence. Your wrong should only last as long as you have not been told right. You should only be as wrong as your ignorance to right. And the moment you know what right is, you should make a choice to correct yourself. And get in the right position with God and with your life. I, I, I feel God pushing me to tell you this. Some of you, God is getting ready to give you all the answers. I, I feel, I, man, I, I feel like for some of you, God is getting ready to give you the cheat code to life. Especially in your particular context. And I feel like he's getting ready to do this to test his word. Because some of you have tried to use ignorance as an excuse. And now God is getting ready to test your integrity. And he's getting ready to delete every area of ignorance in your life to where you actually know exactly what to do. And now you have to make the choice to be correct. See, in one season, you had no choice but to be wrong because you didn't know right. But now that you know right, you have to make a choice to be correct. Can I prophesy this to somebody? I declare in the name of Jesus that we are, watch this, we are about to get out of the season of everybody policing us. Because your guards are getting ready to go off duty. See, Moses was a guard type leader. Moses, again, we, as we talked about last week, he had dynamic, unidirectional leadership. Joshua was a different type of leader. Y'all coming or not? No, y'all, y'all, didn't, oh, y'all ain't read the book of Joshua yet. Okay, we're going to get there in a minute. But Joshua said it like this. Listen, listen. Y'all can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to let you know what me and my family about to do. We're going to be there at 6. Holla at me if you're rolling. See, Moses was like, no, Israel, go, go. Get out of here. Go. Ah, 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 ah. Get, 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 get it. Joshua was like, listen, um, we leaving at 6. And it's your choice whether you're in the convoy. About to get to Canaan. Now, you can lay here with the Amorites if you want to, but me and mine, we about to roll to Canaan. And I hear God saying, for your sake, I'm about to put your guards off duty. And the only guard you're going to have is the knowledge of what's right. And you will have to make the decision 
of whether to do what's right or not. You will not have, you will not have the excuse, well, ain't nobody told me. No, they actually did. <laughs> nobody showed me the way. No, you, you, you actually got an email. <laughs> nobody never taught me. No, you actually had some of the best teachers. Well, don't nobody care for me. Ain't nobody checking up on me. No, actually, actually they did. But you were absent. So now we have to have the courage to be correct. Listen, it's difficult. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I believe that I'm talking to a few Joshua's in here. That while everybody else is making the choice to do otherwise, you're going to have to be consistent and you're going to have to continue. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will have the courage to continue. I pray in the name of Jesus you will have the courage to be consistent. And I pray in the name of Jesus you will have the courage to be correct. Father, I lift up to you, my brother and my sister. You know exactly what we need from you. You know where we are right now and where you want to take us. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring us to the place that regardless of the trauma that we've felt, regardless of the issues that we have wrestled with, that we would have the courage to just continue. That we don't give up here. We don't, we, we, we don't, we don't fold. We don't throw in a towel here. But give us the courage to continue. Not only that, Father, I pray that you give us the courage to be consistent. We don't want to be inconsistent, people. In, our, in any area of our life, Father God, we don't want to be inconsistent. So give us the grace to be consistent in every sphere of our life. And then finally, Lord, I pray for my brother and I pray for my sister that you would grant us the grace to be correct. Grant us the courage, even if everybody else is wrong. Give us the courage to be correct. Because there's some, somewhere you want to take us. There's a calling upon our life that is bigger than us. There are people behind us that need to follow us. So we pray courage over every person in this room. Every person who is watching this right now. We declare courage. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Anybody here for the Lord today? You work for the Lord? Amen. Amen. Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at HVCLA.com. We love you, family.